This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's The Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and did you know it's the weekend's birthday? You know, it's somebody else's birthday, too, Joe. I know, because they both popped up on my Facebook. Otherwise, I'd have no idea. Speaking of friends, we've got a lot of them from our community to say hello to today. One group of stackers is celebrating 100 episodes this week. We'll introduce you to the hosts of the Fat and Broke podcast, sure I'll be a guest there soon. We'll also say hello to Maggie, who's turned low-cost travel to our national parks into a blog, and we'll share a home improvement story gone wrong from TJ, who definitely would have gone viral if his mistakes had been caught on camera. But before that, we'll talk tax time tips with the Phi Tax Guy, Sean Mullaney. And now, two guys who lead this group to the promised land of Stacked Benjamins, Joe and O-J-J-J-J-G. I don't know if that analogy holds up because does the leader of the group not want to work on his birthday? Just, just want to phone it in? Hey guys, we're going to phone in the whole... Oh, uh, this is a thing about Joe's birthday. Yes. I guess we do kind of put a little stank on that when it's mine. All right, I'll allow it. What do you mean? We put a little stank what when it's your birthday. What are you talking about? Well, like I bring it up like every episode for the better part of six weeks, so. You make sure that everybody knows it's OG's birthday? Yes. So this is like Absolutely. the first time in 10 years we've acknowledged that Joe has birthdays. But every not, year we make damn sure that OG has birthdays. Well, you have 20% more of them than me, so I mean, they're yeah. not as special. That math's not right, but it's still pretty funny. 25% more. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> 25% better. And I'm proud of the fact, Joe, that I've known you for like 39 years, and I still have no idea when your birthday is. That's very like proud. I, I'm, I'm making a deliberate, conscious effort to not remember your birthday now. Fantastic. Well, yeah. we're not working long today. We got a lot of help, everybody. Welcome to the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And uh, happy Wednesday. You made it halfway happy through Happy birthday your week. is what you meant to say. Thank happy you. Happy birthday. Thank you. To our fearless 
co-leader. The weekend and I are star boys. We're blank, blank star boys. Mm, I don't right? think you know what that means. Yeah. But uh, great day today. You know why? So if we're doing a show on my birthday, I want to talk about inspiring stuff and inspiring people around us doing great things. And we got a bunch of stackers doing some cool stuff, or maybe in the case of TJ today, some funny stuff. Uh, so funny and inspiring on today's show and the five tax guy. But first, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, we're going to get you ready for income taxes, and then we're going to be inspired, OG, inspired by... How many trips around the sun have you made? At least three. I've made uh -huh. at least three. Yes. How old is the sun? Let's let's get this part. Let's get. To, it was amazing to watch it born. Were you were you so, doing so, it? It was just that little tiny nebula. It was, it was so cute petting the dinosaurs back in the day. All right, we got to get this moving. Let's go. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show: our stacking Benjamin's headlines. Our headline today comes to us from Market Watch, written by Andrew Keshner. A severely backlogged IRS with, quote, limited resources temporarily halts a slew of tax return notices. Turns out, OG, that the IRS is so far behind, they were about to send notices to a bunch of people who have actually done and turned in their tax return oh, yeah. that they haven't gotten their tax stuff. When the real problem is it's sitting in the back room and Larry hasn't opened the envelope yet. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a place online where you can look to see, have they received my taxes and so on and so forth. I thought that was only for the current year, but they have a prior year one also that's about amended returns. I did make an amended return in for the 2019 returns. I sent it in the same time that I filed my 2020. Doug O'G's about to tell us that for some reason, they're showing no returns from him for the last 18 years and he can't figure it out. <laughs> this must be literally a foul up. <laughs> they must be yeah. way behind. Yeah. Call my senator. Exactly. Uh, thankfully, I have filed all my taxes, even though in error I did my 2019s. But I re you know redid them, and the website's like, yeah, we got it in uh, you know May 15th or whatever of 2021. We just haven't opened it yet. Like it specifically yeah. says, this is the day we got it. We haven't processed it. 
So the IRS way behind, obviously sounds like a good year to uh, write off your neighbor's dog as a dependent because mm-hmm. they won't be onto you or right kids. away. And actually, yeah, please uh, don't do that. We actually talked to the tax fi guy, Sean Mullaney, about what we should think about OG. I got on uh, YouTube with him. You can see the entire extended interview on our YouTube channel, but I want to play some of these clips. The first thing is... Before we even get to his tax ideas, the thing that has always impressed me about Sean Mullaney is the way he thinks about taxes in relation to just your entire life. Like usually, you you know, you and I, OG, know some tax people that I love them dearly, but I can't go to lunch with them because we're going to talk about line items. We're going to talk about the latest deductions. And while they really get into it and there's something for everybody, not my thing. Sean has this idea I'd never heard before. And, and, you know, we've been doing this for a decade. They say there's only so many new ideas in financial planning, but listen to this one. This is why Sean Mullaney thinks from a tax perspective, you should be frugal. All the stuff we have in our homes, right? Almost all of it is winding up in the dumpster, right? Your desk, your chair, your kitchen equipment. And look, there's good reasons to have it. But remember, it's all winding up in the dumpster at some point. So why should my house be a way station on the way to the dumpster for all that stuff you see at all those stores? Okay, keep that in the back of your mind when you're thinking about that. I thought about, hey, if I want to live on 50,000 a year versus if I want to live on one hundred thousand dollars a year, just take those two archetypes. One person wants to live on 50,000 a year. The other person wants to live on one hundred thousand a year. For 99.9% of us, that has to come through W-2 earnings, maybe self-employment. I mean, there there are trust fund people out there, but that's not most of the audience, right? Not us. So you got to go earn that 50,000 or that 100,000. And the first thing you're going to learn first day on the job or first paycheck is, well, you don't just get $1,000 as salary that week and take home $1,000. No, 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 no. There's FICA. There's federal income tax withholding, state income tax withholding. So if I want to live on $50,000 this year, I have to go earn a lot more than $50,000. I think the example I used for a California resident, single person was something like 64,300 in total income so that I would pay my taxes, FICA, California, federal income tax. So I have to pay about 14,000 and change in taxes on 64,000 of income to then net the 50,000 I need need to live my life. Okay, great. Well, what if I want to live on $100,000? Well, it turns out I'm going to pay a whole lot more tax, particularly my effective tax rate. So if I want to live on $100,000, I have to go earn something, I forget the exact numbers, like 150,000 because tax rates are progressive. So tax rates punish you for that extra consumption. So one of the ways to sort of arrange your life from a tax perspective in a more optimal way is consume less, right? We say, oh, we have an income tax. And that is certainly true from a legal perspective. But because of our progressive tax rates, we actually have something a little bit akin to a consumption tax. If I want to live on $150,000 or $100,000 of consumption this year, I have now tricked myself into paying higher and higher income tax rates which means the more I consume, the more I'm taxed. Why not be a little more modest, especially if all that stuff is ultimately winding up 
in the dumpster. It's such an interesting take that I'd never heard before, OG, because, and I've heard him talk about this longer. Certainly, if you value stuff, go spend money on it. But when you think about the amount of things that we're spending money on that we don't care about, like spending a little bit of time on that, it isn't just about the, you know, the $8 coffee or whatever the thing is. It's the tax that you're you going to pay. $8 coffee? <laughs> on top God, of that. Man. Oh, is it $12 coffee now? Has it gone up that much? Have I identified I the, the problem? I thought it was only up 7.5% this, this year was the consumer price index. But it's not the expensive stuff that you buy. It's also the tax on that, which is progressively more punishing. So you can get those things that you value at a cheaper rate if you cut all that stuff that you're wasting money on that you don't value that Sean says is, you know, ultimately just wasteful and going to end up in a dumpster. And it also transcends the earning time, but also to the spending time throughout your financial independence life, right? If you're trying to maintain a $50,000 lifestyle, you need a whole heck of a lot less assets than if you're trying to maintain a $100,000 lifestyle, because again, there's taxes involved and you know all those other sorts of things as well. Yeah, there's compounding. There's a compounding effect because if I don't have to save another $25,000 for this year and I can apply it to next year, then the right. compounding interest that on that faster. money. Yeah. I mean, I never thought about all the friction that a more and more and more expensive lifestyle creates. And it's not about having less. I mean, if you really listen carefully to what Sean's saying, he's not saying to cheapen your life. He's saying to really get down to your values, which I enjoy. But we talked about tax time, which is really the topic we want to get into today. And we asked him, what is it we should be focusing on right now? And here's what Sean said. One is let's file an accurate, complete tax return. And the other is, are there still some planning opportunities out there for 2021? I like to say the best tax planning is lifetime tax planning that's done up front, but there still can be some plays in the joints for last year's tax return. I'll mention two real quick here, right? One is, did you have a high deductible health plan and did you have an HSA, a health savings account last year that you didn't max out that you might otherwise qualify to max out? You can still write a check to your HSA this year for uh, last year and claim a tax deduction on your 2021 tax return. That's one play in the joints. The other one has to do with IRAs and Roth IRAs. There's still time to be doing a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, even potentially a backdoor Roth IRA for 2021. We're going to stop it right there, OG, because his idea about the HSA, fantastic idea. And if you're not on the HSA train yet, probably a good time right now to explore that, I would think. Yeah. And you have until you know your tax filing deadline to fund last year's HSA. So after you get past December 31, it's very difficult to rewrite history. Your taxes are done at that point. And now you're just trying to fill in all the information on the right lines, like you said, to file an accurate return. But there are some things like your HSA contributions, your IRA contributions, if you're eligible, that carries on until your tax filing deadline or uh, the middle of April. So get it while the getting's good. You know, we've seen, uh, I guess we'll just call it a bumpy stock market, right? Uh, so far this year out of the gate. And maybe that presents some opportunities. So we asked Sean about that. There's still time to do the backdoor Roth IRA for last year. And then the other thing you could think about now, although it's not a 2021 tax return issue, is Roth conversions. So if you have a traditional IRA or 401k, and it's got some big losses in there, 
Now could be the time to pull the trigger on a Roth conversion. So you say, all right, this investment has a low value relative to where it's been. I'm going to convert it to a Roth. I'm going to pay tax in the year 2022 on that. The downside of that is you're locking in taxable income. Now, it still might be a great play. It depends on your circumstances, particularly for the early retiree out there. It might be a good play, but it gives you less flexibility at the end of the year because if you convert 20000 from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA and that's fully taxable right now, that means when you get to the fourth quarter and you're like, oh, what are my interest, dividends, capital gains, other sources of income? Are there other things I could be doing in 2022? You already got $20,000 that's locked in. You cannot recharacterize a Roth conversion anymore. So that $20,000 is just taxable income. Doesn't mean it's not the right move for some out there in the audience. It just means you need to be careful with it. Yeah. Stock market gives you uh, lemons. OG, make lemonade. Yeah. I mean, again, depending on the position, most brokerage companies aren't going to allow you to transfer shares into a conversion. So you're going to have to sell it anyway. I'm a bigger fan of waiting, kind of like what he was talking about. The downsides of converting today is that you're guaranteeing your outcome right now, right? You're saying, I'm going to take this $20,000 hit regardless. And because you can't undo it, you can't recharacterize it like you used to be able to, I think it makes more sense to just wait on that. Because if you're doing a Roth conversion, you're not doing it because I got an extra 5 or 8% because the market went down six weeks ago. You're doing it because it makes sense over the next 30 years to get this money to be tax-free. So be cautious with making long-term tax decisions on short-term market volatility times. Although given the choice, you'd rather have you'd rather put the money in on a day that the market's down. But that being said, I think the flexibility by waiting until latter part of the fourth quarter, like he was saying, you know, so you can evaluate the whole tax situation and then decide you know, what you want to do. The other thing that I would say with that is, you know, we're sitting here, it's the middle of February. There's still nine and a half months to go. Like there's a lot that can happen this year from a market volatility standpoint, being down 10 or 11 for 12% at one point in time, a couple of weeks ago, that may not be the worst. In fact, like we talked about at that time, that's not even average. So I think that you want to give yourself some more flexibility and not make all of these irrevocable decisions, you know, on day right 40 now, of the year, basically. Don't make the year go by too fast. There's 10 and a half months to go. Not nine and a half. There's, there should be 10 uh, and a half, indeed. right? Yeah. Uh, You're speeding up. The year's going fast enough already. You're speeding up the year. I'm like, man, it's just zooming by. Every time you have a birthday, doesn't it seem fast? I was going to say, he's just trying to get past your birthday as fast as possible, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. Can we just make this like a leap month? Let's do this. A leap month. Hey, big thanks to Sean Mullaney uh, for hanging out with us. By the way, Sean has a brand new YouTube channel. If you just put in Tax Guy or Sean Mullaney, you'll see he's got uh, 10 videos up there to launch his brand new channel and just a fantastic resource for people. We'll also link to uh, everything that Sean does in our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. And of course, tomorrow we'll have a deeper dive on tax planning in our 201 newsletter. If you're not signed up yet, you like all the stuff that we're talking about right now, stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Well, coming up next, if you want to be really inspired, we asked a bunch of stackers to tell us about what they're doing in our Facebook group. And we found some inspiring stories, some stackers who got together and made a cool podcast that had a great milestone, a stacker who loves the national park so much, he made a blog about it. 
talk about low-cost, great entertainment visiting our national parks. We'll dive into that. And then third, a dude who um, almost uh, blew his house up. <laughs> it's a homeowner's lesson uh, from our third stacker. So inspiration and a little hilarity. But first, Doug, to get us there, what's today's trivia, my friend? Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Today, we sing happy birthday to the best-selling R&B singer, The Weeknd, as well as best-smelling shower singer, Joe. Usually for Joe's birthday, we just pretend we forgot, and then, well, that's it. We just pretend we forgot. But if we were to do something for Joe, we might order him a cake from the gourmet delivery service, Gold Belly. Need to order a caviar trio? A deluxe gourmet Belgian chocolate-covered gift tower? Gold Belly's your place. So my question is, if we did care enough to order one for Joe, what's the most expensive birthday cake on Gold Belly we could get for him? I know you probably won't know the answer to this one, but you will not believe it when you hear it. I'll be back in a moment with that answer right after I scoop the drool out of my empty wallet. Well, you know what I think about Navy Federal? I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal's insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Well, halfway through the week, and I hope you took my advice on Monday and carved out some more time as soon as you finish listening to this episode to lock in some of these lessons. And a great place to start is with Navy Federal Credit Union. If the holidays took a toll on your finances or you've already run through your resolutions, it's time to reboot and no place better than Navy Federal to help you take control. They offer digital tools and educational resources to help guide your decisions. With Navy Federal, you can automate your saving and investing to put your money to work for you even as you sleep. And plus, you can buy fractional shares. And if you're trying to pay less interest to the man, well, guess what? You can get a low intro APR on their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card and a great tool to pay less interest while you're paying down debt. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Message and data rates may apply. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. stackers i'm new cake credit card applicant and pillsbury joe boy joe's mom's neighbor doug if you sort from most expensive to least as i often do by accident while i'm trying to sort the other way the top cake you'll find on gold belly 
is the strawberry birthday cake. Listen to this. It's got fresh strawberries and a white chocolate cream custard in a roll cake, and you'd better be rolling in dough to buy this one. It serves 10 to 12 people and includes a happy birthday cake topper and two party blowers. Oh, well, that's all where all the money's going right there. You're getting two people? Anyway, so then that makes a lot more sense. Each cake measures nine inch by three and a half inches, making this cake $4 per square inch. So how much is the most expensive cake on Gold Belly? It's 129 bucks. Actually, now that sounds like a steal. Or you could also just pay in four interest-free payments of $32.25 using Klarna. We'll talk about those payment plans on Friday. It sounds like Gold Belly's got some really creative ways to spend all those Benjamins in your wallet. Speaking of creativity, let's find out what greatness is happening in Stackerland right now. Yeah, we talk about side hustles, OG, all the time, but also about doing what you're, you love, right? About spending time on those things that you really love. And three people who enjoy spending time together are Stacker Gary and his friends, Sarah and Philip, and they all work together. And they have this incredible story about their project, which is a great podcast that has been around for a year called the Fat and Broke Podcast, where they talk about a lot of different things. But I I love seeing the creativity. I love getting together with friends, holding yourself accountable. There's so many lessons, but um, well, you'll hear it yourself because they're coming down to the basement right now. And here they come down to the basement. My my new friends, <laughs> Sarah, Gary, and Peter are here. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing great. Great. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How are you? Uh, well, I'm I'm great. Well, and I'll tell you why I'm great. But A, because you're podcasters and we can nerd out about this. And what most people don't know is before we hit record, we are already nerding out about some podcast goodness. But also, we're going to talk about your milestone here in a minute. But just so everybody knows whose voice is whose let's say hi to each individually. So who's Gary? I'm Gary. Nice to meet you, everybody. Yes, I'm the one. I, I listen to your show all the time. I've listened for years. I've been so pumped for this interview. My wife makes fun of me. I'm total fanboy. So I'm, I'm super excited to be in mom's basement. That's awesome. And Peter and Sarah are like, really, mom's basement? We're doing what? Yeah, right. They're like, where are you, where are you what taking What is actually us? happening, Gary? Yeah, what is happening? Yeah, what is going on? And it's, the basement is way nicer than I ever imagined it would be. Well, thank you. Yeah, the track lighting, I think, makes it a little better, but yeah. it's brighter now than it used to be. Yeah. And then, because I think we'll be able to guess which voice is Sarah's, and then we got Peter. Hello, friends. How you doing? <laughs> so glad you're here with us. And then Sarah. Hi. <laughs> that's obvious. She's definitely Sarah. Yeah, that's me. So the Fat and Broke podcast, 100 <laughs> episodes is what we're celebrating. So let's talk about how you started because that's such a huge accomplishment. So Sarah, how did the three of you get together? So I'm actually going to uh, let Gary answer this because I actually didn't remember how I became part of the podcast today. <laughs> just kind of happened by accident. <laughs> Sarah accidentally became I, part yeah, of it. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it originally actually started as a blog. It was called Getting Fat, Going Broke. Peter and I, I've always wanted to do a blog or a podcast. I've been talking about it for years. And then I actually got COVID, you know, a couple of oh. years ago. And, and I had like a two week sort of uh, vacation from home. And I was talking about it with my wife and, and she said, listen, I'm sick of listening to you talk about wanting to do this blog thing of yours. Can you just do it? Like, shut up and just do the thing. And so I started doing that. And I talked to Peter and I was like, hey, do you want to do this thing with me? We're going to talk 
about money, health, wellness. We're going to do all these things. And he's like, absolutely. And so we started as a blog. And then a few months in, we were like, you know what? It's fun to write, but it, we talk really well. So why don't we just <laughs> why don't we just switch into a more of a podcast? We're much better talkers. We're than much writers. better talkers. Yeah. It takes less time. Yes, you know, the sure. blogging can take a lot of time. And then the way Sarah got involved was the first episode when Peter and I got together. She just sort of showed up. Just out of the house. <laughs> she was just here. She was literally sitting on the floor and she just watched us do it. But we noticed that we constantly were looking to Sarah for reactions. We're, we're like, is this good? Are we funny? Are we, is this, you know, is it interesting? What does yeah. she think of this? As we went along and we noticed that we were doing that, at the end of it, we were like, you know what? We think we need you on the show. You kind of complete the three of us. Like, we need that person. We need a voice. Plus, like, who the hell wants to listen to Peter and I all the time? <laughs> it's true. Like, especially Facts. talking about weight loss and stuff. And they were like, who are these two a-holes? Yeah. Like, let's, the, you know, Sarah's the voice of reason. Yeah. I just, I'm here for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> did that story just end with you complete me? Yeah. Yes, like Jerry Maguire? Yeah. yeah. Do you want us to do like heart, heart hands? We can do like heart hands. Yeah. yeah. So basically Sarah completes us. And yeah. without Sarah, we never would have made it to 100 episodes, asked, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. I asked them today, I'm like, why was I sitting on a table in the room in the first place? Like, why was I even here? <laughs> so so Sarah is our coworker. We all work together and we've been working together for years. And so we have like a great chemistry and we have a lot of fun together where we work. And so it just was a natural fit and we haven't looked back since then. You can hear it in the show, Peter. I mean, you guys can hear that you're having a good time, which as you know, is pretty important because what do they say? The average podcast lasts seven episodes. And then yeah. people run out. So I guess I'll stick with you, Peter. What's been the key to making it 100 episodes with these two yahoos? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good description a of us, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so in my opinion, it's because so three people that really like each other genuinely, we always have a good time when we're with each other. And so it's never forced. We always have things to talk about. And so it's just a very natural thing to come together. And I think... From a consistency perspective, I think it's rare to have three people that are willing to just show up every single week without fail. Agreed. And, you know, basically I look at it like we just have never stopped. And so it's just kind of kept going for a year. And now here we are a hundred episodes later. That's fantastic. Sarah, of those hundred episodes, which ones would you say are some of your favorites? Uh, so there's one called, I hate me. <laughs> it's episode 39 and it's obviously my favorite cause I hate compliments and positive <laughs> reinforcement. <laughs> uh, so it's about the things we hate about ourselves and whether we should change them or not. And wow. I think it's honestly one of our most honest and raw episodes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 That's also one of my favorites. Do you find though that your favorite episodes are the most downloaded no. So you know what's weird is we don't really look at downloads a lot. We almost intentionally don't never did that from the beginning. One of our shows is called The Five Fears of Podcasting. And one of the fears was that nobody would listen. <laughs> so so we've kind of tried to avoid really focusing on that so that we wouldn't get discouraged and we would just keep going because yeah. we love to do it. It is. It's and a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and we love doing it together. And so, you know... I don't even actually know what is our most downloaded. So I don't either. I don't yeah. either. I'll add to that a little bit. It was never about how many people are listening. It was never about like, are we going to make money from this? It was never about like, are we going to be internet famous? Like none of that matters. All that matters is that we're with each other. We're having fun and we're talking about things that we care about. And 
I think we've been pretty successful so far at having that yeah. be true, which is why I think we've continued to come. Now, that being said, if somebody wants to pay us, <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to stop you. Yeah. But that yeah. was never the point. That right. was never, it wasn't the, the point. And we certainly understand that, you know, sustainability wise and taking time away from our family and doing other things like, it, you know, you have Paula Pant all, on all the time. Sure. And she talks about how if you take, if you're doing one thing, you're taking from somewhere else, right? Whether yeah. it's money, time or whatever. And that message is so clear. So for all of us, we've been really aware of that. And so at some point, you know, I, we'll probably have to start paying attention to that. You know, are we able to make some money off this? Are we able to sustain this at the rate that we're going? But for right now, it's we love to do it. Mm -hmm. It's a ton of fun, as you know, Joe. Yeah. And we learn so much. Mm -hmm. Like we learn from people every day that we wouldn't get a chance to talk to. And we love to learn stuff. Absolutely. That, you know, and so for us, it's, it's, it's a huge part of the process. Yeah. It's like stealing knowledge. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, I just get to have smart people on. And like you, like we learned a lot from you just before starting the show. We were picking your brain about different things about podcasting. And so there's great opportunity for us just to learn more things. I agree. We've also received so much positive feedback from like our listeners and the ones that we know and that we don't know. And it's just been so rewarding and genuine. It's great. We've had positive feedback from both of our listeners too. Yeah. Like it's yeah, been, they're both, well, it's I'm been, one of them. We've gotten positive feedback from Gary and mom. Like, you'd like to talk a lot on your show about starting with the end in mind, you know, and I love that you talk about Stephen Covey's book a lot. It's a common theme throughout. And I think for us, that was part of it, right? The end wasn't money. It wasn't downloads. It was, can we help people? You know, we have a lot of uh, shared knowledge and experiences. Like, let's help people with our experiences, our own failures. Let's let's talk about those honestly and let people learn from the mistakes that we've made and from the things that we've learned along the way. Right, Gary. I think that's a big deal. I can speak for myself and everybody here. I think we all genuinely love helping other people. And, and if, if you continue down that path, it's always going to be fun. What do the three of you do together? I mean, you, you said you're all colleagues. What do you do? So we're physical therapists. So myself and Gary are physical therapists. And then Sarah helps keep the business together by having I'm patients the come to us. <laughs> uh, she said that. Yeah, Not that her. was me. Yeah, I didn't say that. Yeah, right, yeah, Sarah, right. you're, you're lovely. So Sarah basically puts up with all of our nonsense and keeps the place running. Without her, it's just a giant frat house, yes. to be honest with you. That's his. And by the way, people can't see that as Peter's pointing out everybody, he tells it physical, physical therapist because he's got like the guns going. He's this flexing person, as he's, he's pointing to Gary. He's, <laughs> yeah. Listen, uh, I constantly make fun of him on the show about his muscles and like he'll move his pecs around when we're talking. He'll record you know, shirtless. Yeah. yeah. He sometimes he's just shirtless in here. They're just jealous, OG. Joe. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's cool is for the three of you, there's got to be some good accountability too, I would think, that you guys keep each other moving right. Talk to me about accountability a little bit. If I didn't have them, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> You'd still be sitting on the table, Sarah, just waiting right? for something yeah, to happen. Yeah, just be like, ah. Oh. I was like, I think I have FOMO and I was afraid of missing out on something. So here I am. <laughs> so I think for us, from an accountability perspective, we all just know that we're going to continue to show up. And that is what we expect of each other. And we have absolutely no problem calling each other out on things that need to be corrected. And it's always done in love. And so as long as we keep showing up and we keep having fun, then that's, that's going to keep it moving forward. And it's a little bit of practice what you preach too. So we're constantly talking on the show about people being accountable to themselves, whether it comes to weight loss, health, nutrition, money management. We talk about that quite a bit. It's if you can't be accountable to yourself, how can you be accountable to other people? And so for us, that, that message of accountability, it, it kind of runs throughout the show. 
Well, it is absolutely so fun. Let's talk about your latest episode that I just listened to. G- Gary, it's your local librarian. <laughs> <laughs> you, that was fantastic. Yeah, so I thought they needed a shout out. First, first of all, those two women, Molly and Stacy, are just hilarious, great people. They do amazing things for our community. And as Joe, as somebody who you're in the financial independence community, I mean, the library is such a crucial part of that, I think, to that community, not just because you can save money on books like that's like you just wrote a book like you're I actually have that on hold right now at the library. (laughs) Nice job. Uh, Good work. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, there's endless knowledge there. There, you know, we've talked about all the different things that, that happened there, but I felt like it was an opportunity to teach others that the library is this great resource that they should support so that the local libraries all throughout our country can continue to thrive and grow and be be parts of the community. And they need our help to do that. So it was a fun episode. They were great. They were, they great were a lot on. of fun. Yeah. So the library seems like a boring thing to talk about, but they made it. Oh, no, it wasn't at all. They were hilarious. And you guys kept it entertaining. And what's great, especially now, Gary, about the library is that I've found that when we first started planning our tour, that libraries, of course, with COVID, you know, they were off limits. But now we're planning the later stages of the tour and reaching out to libraries. And they're like, please come. Like, please, 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 please. They have these empty yeah. calendars and empty libraries, and they want to get people in there. And you're right. What a great community resource. There's already so many educational programs. They offer so much, yeah. So there's the first hundred episodes. One phrase I like for podcasting that I think is good in every aspect of life. This guy who uh, is a podcaster that I love, Roman Mars from 99% Invisible said it, and this is kind of my mantra, that he's embarrassed by the, the podcast he made a year ago. And he hopes like hell a year from now, he's embarrassed by the podcast he's making today. Sure. I agree with that. And I love that growth mentality. But when you look at the fat and broke podcast growing the next hundred episodes, like where's your focus? What are you thinking about next? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah right i'll comment on the first part first is i actually had a funny conversation today with one of my patients she said oh i started listening to your show and i go oh god like where did you start and she goes well i started with number one and i go oh oh don't i go could you start with a hundred and work backwards i go we were so bad i'm sure we were horrible i go i won't even listen to number one (laughs) i'm afraid to put it on and she's like well i thought you were good i said well if you thought that was good, we get way better. Yeah, I yes, promise that right. we get way better. Wait for the uh, encore. So, so where we're going, I think we just talked recently. Like, like We feel like we're just finding our stride. We're just getting into our groove. We're really comfortable. The topics are coming easy. I think we definitely want to get into a lot more interviews. We're really enjoying that part of it, really getting to meet new people and gain that knowledge. Well, I think those are one of my favorite, like you said, Gary, because there's so much learning that can be done by having people on that are experts in areas that we are not. And so I think, you know, we're going to continue to look for opportunities to have, you know, as many interviews as possible and just, you know, continue to have fun. Yeah. And I think getting out, you know, we talked about going to some of these podcast movements and some of those places in the past, but getting out into the community more and meeting more people involved in podcasting, but also involved in the things that we talk about, which is, you know, the finance, the health, the wellness, all that, all of those topics. It's so great having stackers that are doing cool stuff like you guys are doing. Fat and Broke podcast. We'll link to it in our show notes page at stackybedjamins.com. And it'll be in the 201 tomorrow. Congratulations. It's a hell of an achievement. (laughs) And uh, good luck with the next year and beyond. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. It's it's literally like one of the most exciting things that's ever happened in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I have two children. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, hopefully they don't listen to this, but this might be ahead of that. Uh, you know, 
Gary, that's so wrong. Uh, it, but it might be true. But it's accurate. It's probably yeah. very accurate. <laughs> I love the idea, Peter's idea, OG, that they didn't get into podcasting for the money is is a number one. Good thing. But you got to have something to say, right? You have to have something that you really want to do. And I also love the fact that they don't pay a lot of attention to their download numbers. They're much more about growing something that is meaningful to them. And really, if you think about what life's about, if, if you're doing something that you love, people are, are going to follow you. And even if they don't, follow you, it ends up being a much more fulfilling use of time. And how about the three of them holding each other accountable? Like finding accountability partners is is so important. I got to tell you, my running group is fractured. They've gone all different kinds of, of places. And uh, man, when the couple people can't run on a day, I'll tell you what's bad. I don't run then. Like if they're not running, I take that day off. And I found that that, that hurts, like the accountability. Do you think, thing. Joe, maybe that they're just running without you and not telling you that they're <laughs> running? <laughs> maybe they're not your accountability buddies. Doug, it's my birthday. Let me down easy, pal. <laughs> just lie to me for one more day. You can tell me that tomorrow. That's fine. Next up is our friend Maggie, who's another great stacker. She's a big fan of our national parks, as uh, so are we. And on my dad's shortwave radio, it's my new friend, Maggie. How are you? I'm great. So glad to be here in the basement with you. Well, I'm excited that you and I get to party in person in a couple of weeks. That's what I'm excited about. Indeed. We are very excited to host you here in Fort Lauderdale for the Stacked Book Tour. Everybody come on out. We're going to have a ton of fun. I can't wait. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about an interest that you and I have together, which is travel and also specifically national parks. But let's start off with the travel blog. Why'd you decide to start a blog and start chronicling your travel? So my best friend and I came up with this concept. The blog is called Trek Simple. It's all about travel for real people. It's not about influencers and taking photos of yourself, looking up longingly into the distance in the grand. You don't do that? No, like like real stuff is what we we're into. There's a spot, by the way, that we were at, at one of the national parks, and I'm not going to get it today. Cheryl and I couldn't get a picture. We couldn't get a picture because there was this woman who was so busy taking pictures. And then when we were in Joshua Tree, there were these wonderful stars up at this great spot on top of this mountain. And this influencer woman just completely ruined it. She had these really bright lights of herself looking at the stars. And literally, there were maybe... I don't know. I'm going to say there were 40 people up there and everybody left. Every single person left. And uh, it's one of the few times as I was leaving, I was kind of snarky. And I said to her, Maggie, I'm like, thank you. And she didn't get it. I, she didn't care. But anyway, yeah. So it's for real people. Yes. Travel for real people. So we're people with jobs, limited time to travel. So making the most of what you can do. And also, of course, you know, we wouldn't be stackers if we didn't try to do it by saving money or spending money on the things that we value versus blowing a bunch of money on a first class trip. You have a recent blog post about going to Yosemite that that I love. Tell me about your Yosemite trip. So Yosemite was a group of girlfriends and I were going to a music festival that we go to almost every year in San Francisco. And because COVID being the way things are, we wanted to just do something kind of outdoors and not around a ton of people afterwards. So a friend suggested we tack on Yosemite. And I didn't know anything about what I was getting myself into. I just was put in charge of scouting out what's the best location for the Airbnb. So we did that. But we were super lucky because we ended up going, I think, at 
the ideal time of year to go to the park, which is fall, because there's not a ton of people in the park. It drops off dramatically after the end of October. Now, part of that has to do with the fact that they shut down certain roads in the park. You have to have chains in your car for your tires, but the weather's phenomenal. Not a ton of people. You're not, you know, surrounded by influencers who are taking up all the space. You can actually get a good photo. And and there was fall foliage. It was just phenomenal. I want to go back to the Airbnb because I remember when I was trying to figure that out. The closest I could get to the, the really the core of the park down in the valley, mm-hmm. it's I mean, people go to Yosemite, don't realize it's going to be a two hour drive to get to the core of Yosemite from any Airbnb, right? Were you able to find one closer than that? So, yeah, we were. So, first of all, you can stay inside the park. There are there's every single option of place to stay within the park. There's tents all the way up to like a beautiful old historic lodge that they have right there in the park. But my friends wanted a hot tub because they're a little bit bougie. (laughs) And I have to say it was a really good call because it was cool weather in a hot tub. Not to cut you off, but after a nice day of hiking and whatever, just a hot tub would be great. Oh, it's phenomenal. (laughs) So there's a little community inside the bounds of the park called Yosemite West. And it's a rental vacation property community. And they have like condos and cabins. So we got a cabin in there with a hot tub. It was about a 40-minute drive to the main part of the park with all the amazing oh that's not bad uh, at all monument that's great and that was totally doable at a nice place to stay you downloaded an app that i'd never heard of that you said was fantastic and i think it's available for more than just yosemite people want national parks this uh one-time download yes so it's called gypsy guide like g-y-p-s-y with emphasis on the gps because it downloads onto your phone And then as you're driving around in the park or wherever you're driving, they have it for Hawaii. They have it for other places, too. As you drive over a certain checkpoint, it activates a narration and the guy starts telling you about the location and what's cool to know about that spot. That's super cool. It seems like it was really inexpensive and you liked it a lot. Yes, it was like $9.99. Now, was that just for Yosemite or is that for all the parks? Yosemite, but it was worth it, I thought, because there were like hundreds of checkpoints in there. That's that's fabulous. How many different parks have you gone to? Oh, gosh, I do not have the answer to that. <laughs> a lot. Not a ton. I'm actually relatively new, but the only other one, so I was mentioning to you before that Hawaii Volcanoes is amazing. Just got back from there. Active Lava right now, which was definitely a bucket list thing to see. I think that'd be kind of scary. <laughs> it's like a mile and a half away. Oh, so gotcha. Okay. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the park rangers are very particular. They don't let you get too close. They You're not walking down the road next to your lava. You're right. <laughs> Hawaii's great. You're on the East Coast. Have you done, we just did the three Florida parks down there. Have you done those? Did go to Dry Tortuga. Yeah. That is amazing. That was probably the most stunning park that I've ever been to. It's The only regret I have is I didn't camp. Oh, we didn't camp either. I think I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's the second largest fort that was ever built. If people are interested in going to a national park, what's your big thing? Um, My big thing now is checking the visitor accounts for the different times of the year and just trying not to go there at the peak when the sheer mass of humanity is, you know, overwhelming. Yeah. Finding kind of a shoulder season. I've found that's that's been great in my experience as well. So your favorite park so far out of the ones you've been to? 
Oh, I have to go with Hawaii volcanoes. You can just get lost in that. Well, you don't not literally get lost, but sure. there's so much you could do. You spend an entire day or multiple days there. If people want uh, to follow your blog, it's at treksimple.com, right? Indeed. Awesome. Maggie, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. All right. See you, Joe. Take care. Doug, you like spending time at our nation's national parks. You know, it's funny. I have been to a lot of them. I, you know, nowhere near the people who are focused on it. But what I've found is a lot of the state parks are as good as national parks and way less crowded. I have a lot of national parks that are bucket list places for most people, and I will never go back because it felt like I was at the mall at Christmas time. But I go to some of the state parks nearby and they're spectacular. Did you find that at Yosemite uh, when you were there a couple of years ago, OG, that it was pretty packed? No, it wasn't bad. Mm-mm. I mean, there were definitely people around, but we well, didn't. OG uh, was glamping and they probably fenced off the area and didn't allow other people nearby. Yeah. Right. I got I to tell you, Doug, there was something when we were at uh, Yellowstone, I was talking to a gentleman at Old Faithful and of course there's tour buses and packs mm-hmm. of people around mm-hmm. Old Faithful waiting for that thing. And he and I just started chatting and he told me something that still rings true today. Now this is, this is going to be 15 years ago and it's not as true today as it was before, but I still agree with him. He had what he called the hundred yards rule, which is if you find a trail and you get a hundred yards away from the road in your national park, you will go from packed to nearly nobody in a hurry. And it's not as nobody as it used to be, but certainly you get a lot more serenity. And we took his advice and actually walked up this beautiful trail up to an overlook that overlooked old faithful going off. And it was just, it was just our family up in this Hmm. beautiful spot where we could see old faithful, the lodge and the area around it. And there was nobody up there, but us, but I like the state park idea too. Yeah. Yes. So How inspiring is that? People that take their passion and they turn it into things, teaching other people, but really just expressing what they like, either about podcasting or working out or national parks. Coming up next, though, our friend TJ, who is with the Air Force, TJ did two things. One that's inspirational. He has a leadership newsletter, OG, that he included us in last week to a bunch of people. And we'll talk about where he placed his newsletter to make sure everybody read them. And then he and I were having a discussion about expensive homeowners lessons. And, uh, well, he beat my little problem with my sprinkler system. He beat that by a lot. Let's listen. And I'm so happy he's here with us on my dad's shortwave. It's our new friend, TJ. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good, brother. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. This is awesome. Well, it's awesome for us. So tell us how long you've been a stacker and tell us a little bit about your money journey. Like how the heck did you end up hanging out with us? So I guess I've been a stacker now for just about two years. I know we've talked about it or you've talked about it on the show, you know, COVID, but the housing market of 08, for many people, there's such negativity that happens from these major incidents of life. But there's also people that have great opportunities that come from it. And so when COVID happened and the lockdown started, that initial wave, it really brought me to this point in life where I started asking these questions sitting in the living room of, what is a pension? What's retirement? Are they the same thing? What does mine look like? 
What do I need to do? Am I ready for it? And so there was about a full week where I asked those questions. I started doing this research and I realized, holy cow, I am way behind the power curve and I need to get, you know, moving and and really take some action. So, of course, using all these digital means of information and enlightenment, I was turning to YouTube and social media and I finally decided, you know what, let's check out podcasts. And I I did a search for financing and I found a few and I found Stacking Benjamins. I don't remember the episode, but I was literally painting the trim on my house, getting it ready for sale. And you guys were talking about insurance. And I was like, what the hell am I listening to? And (laughs) where are they going with this? Is this even what I need to hear right now? What is happening to my life? That I'm listening to insurance talk for fun. No, you're old, Wen. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so for some reason, I don't know how or why you, you guys just kept sticking with me, right? Or I kept sticking with you where I just would load up the next episode and load up the next. No idea what I'm hearing, right? No, no, nothing educational gets shared on the podcast, as we all know. And so now I'm in two years into it. And the funny part is, I think it was last year, you guys were doing your your episode right before Christmas, and Doug comes on. He did his whole, hey guys, I know my stuff isn't always this and that, but I just want to say thanks for listening in and all, you know, I, I try my best. And I was like, well, okay, I'll, I'll listen to Doug a little more often, but now if I ever skip him, I at least feel guilty for skipping him because I had to... <laughs> He which is trip me on that. Which is Doug's whole MO, by the way. It's his whole yeah. MO. Yeah. Yeah. So through listening to the podcast, there's times where uh, actually the last episode I left off on, you guys were talking about habits, positive habits, positive routines. And what's funny is a week before I listened to that episode, I wrote a blog post about the power of routine and my own personal research into that and how it develops. So it's been really cool to see how when I've gone through personal development and reflections and leadership writing for my soldiers and airmen, you guys are also talking about it in different perspectives. And so it helps me just become a better person for, you know, giving people more information or different insights. So yeah, that's kind of just this mishmash of who TJ is. But I, but I love the fact that you're writing about it now. I mean, you're not just soaking it in. You're now helping us get the word out about financial literacy and better habits, better leadership. That's awesome. Well, thanks, brother. Yeah, I don't really write a whole lot about financing because I feel I'm not a subject matter expert. But when I write about it, it's here's my experience right now and here's what I'm learning or or developing. And so one of the things I wrote about financing, at least, is uh, there's no such thing as passive income. And the whole thought about that is you can't just have money there and believe that it's just going to passively do stuff. You have to take some action at some point to get this growing and building for you, whether it's hire someone to invest it for you or you finding an avenue or a vehicle to put it in. So just take action, right? That's, that was kind of that part. I was sharing a story about an expensive real estate lesson that I had, and you were hanging out with us, our friend, uh, Alan Corey and I house of AC And uh, you commented that you had an issue with a septic tank. So you've had your own expensive real estate issue. Yeah. uh, So full disclosure here, in my defense, because there's probably going to be one listener that decides to be 
you know, judge, jury, and executioner on this. Online? Are you in talking about defense, in social media? That never happens to us, man. That nobody ever does. All. Don't worry. I don't have a Twitter, so I won't see that stuff. Um, so, you know, in my defense, I was left unsupervised. And let me give you the backstory. So I had just gotten out of active duty Air Force. I was starting to transition into Klamath Falls where I was living and work on the base in the National Guard. I went and found a realtor and I said, hey, look, I'm looking for a house. Now, at the time, the mentality was very much still active duty where I need four walls. I need a roof. I need a bathroom, kitchen. That's it. That's all I need. You know, so she took me out to this first house. I walked through and I think I was there for maybe three to five minutes. I'm like, yeah, this works. Let's sign papers. And all right. So this house was a a half acre property, three bedroom, two bathroom. And it was shoved up onto the Western mountain range with some beautiful forest, right? The, The very start of Klamath. So I loved it because I would sit on the back porch and I had seven pine trees in the backyard and I felt like I was escaped and, and away from work and everything else. So it was beautiful. Now, that was the attitude when I bought the house. About a week or two later, I realized when you have seven pine trees on your property, you've got pine cones and pine needles. And if the U.S. ever decides to export pine cones, please let me know. I could be the main supplier. So I was like, man, I am not a yard worker. I'm a millennial. Come on, guys. You know, manual labor is not my gig. But I was doing my best to clean up this yard and do everything. Well, fast forward two years, I had cut down two small trees in the front yard because being a a security mindset, I want to see the driveway and anyone approaching. So I cut down these trees and I had them drying for about a good year sitting on the corner of the driveway. And I finally said, TJ, you need to fix this. So I had my burn pit in the backyard where I normally burn these pine cones and pine needles and cleaned up. And I said, all right, dude, it's time to get these trees taken care of. And so uh, I started dragging them over to my old school wooden, like ranch style fence. And I threw them over the fence. I was like, you know what? Nah, man, I don't want to drag them a couple couple more yards over there. I'm just going to light them right here. So started getting these two trees all piled up and I started lighting and whoo, boy, it, it was a going. Okay. It was burning. And I, of course I got my little, you know, garden hose out there, fire safety. And uh, so this was a little later in the, in the afternoon, even not the best uh, operational decision there, but fire's going. Okay. Yeah. Everything's good. Kind of hungry. I'm going to go inside and make me a sandwich. So oh no. Walked inside Starting getting dinner ready and started going. And so just, okay, yeah, it's still going. No big issue. Little later, fire's still going a little bit. Screw it. I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired, man. That was, a, that was a long day. Went to sleep. Straight up. So woke up the next day and my dog's like, hey, dude, you know, I want to go outside. All right, bud. Open up the sliding glass door and I just kind of look. There was a perfect cylinder just the ground. And at first, there was that mindset of, Here's the aliens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the here's the portal to Narnia. You have got this. And then I was like, nope, no, that, that circle is not supposed to be there. So in my Walmart Crocs and my little PJs, I am walking out and there is my septic tank melted. I'm just like, oh, oh, this, oh, this is bad. I seriously do not know how this thing did not explode. 
when I built that fire, I built it directly onto the, the access hatch of the septic tank. It melted that through, lit the septic tank on fire, completely melted the septic tank and melted the tube that fed from the piping. And I was just like, oh my God, what, what in the world did I do? Um, so I was grateful the house did not explode. Right. Called my backyard neighbor who's a plumber. And I said, Mike, uh, huh, have a little bit of a situation, bud. Kind of lit the septic tank on fire. And of course he just, <laughs> oh my God, bro. You sound like a country song, by the way. I lit my, you know, I lit my septic tank yeah. on fire. <laughs> well, and especially TJ, you know how bad it could have been. Yes. Yes. It could have been horrible. Yeah. Your does stink, whether you believe it or not, it does. So I called Tim and he's like, wait, what's your address? And I told him, he's like, I don't remember installing your septic tank. Oh you no. You got a problem with it? I was like, yeah, I've got just a little bit of a problem here. You didn't tell him until he came out. No, not really. Uh-uh. So 20 minutes, he comes driving down the street. Here he comes and, and Tim is like in his seventies. He walks in. And he walks straight up and he's like, holy sh- kid. And he's just looking he's like, and he's just baffled. And of course, I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, son, what do you do? Well, sir, I'm, I'm in the Air Force, you know, security forces, military police. And we, we're really good at breaking stuff. And he's like, son, I was in security forces. I was like, oh, so you know. And he's like, no. No, I never did anything this stupid. <laughs> I've never I have been seen doing this job for over 40 years, and you are the first. <laughs> I've never seen anyone do this. I was like, Tim, look, yeah, I screwed up, Tim. I, I'll admit it. I was left unsupervised. What do I got to do? And he's like, brother, all right, we'll take care of you. So I called up my insurance company, which, you know, this isn't a shout out or, or a selection over one, but it, it was USAA. Yeah. And the only thing for me personally is anytime I call USAA, I feel like I'm either talking to my aunt or uncle. Yes, agreed. Right. So I got on the phone and I told her, I said, ma'am, I pulled the tree over. I lit the tree on fire. This is all my fault. But is it covered? And she's like, oh, dear. I was like, yes, ma'am. She's like, "Okay, honey, we're going to take care of you. And so sure enough, they covered. They paid for it. They paid for it. I just had my deductible. So, I mean, I had a couple thousand dollar expense that was taken care of with just, you know, a very small percentage out of my pocket. Well, I told a story on Alan Corey's and we'll let people go over to the house AC to listen to my story. But my story is like 140 bucks for a 15 minute call. Like, I and I thought that was ridiculous, but 2000 bucks is a kind of an expensive lesson, TJ. So I think it was like five or seven thousand dollars total the full replacement. I think I paid less than a thousand or maybe right at about a thousand. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, this hurts, but man, it is a lesson learned, and I'm grateful for having an insurance company that would cover that my stupidity. It's <laughs> amazing. Hey, uh, can people follow your blog? Absolutely. Um, the only caveat I would say to that is uh I definitely keep it very real and very unfiltered in some. So the blog was started as a book I wrote on leadership. And so I called it leaderistic, you know, leadership that's realistic. Yeah. So I wrote this book. It was 52 chapters for you to have one topic per week to read and digest and and reflect upon. 
And then instead of publishing it, I just decided I'm just going to make it a blog series. So that's how the blog started. And then through there, I have like little short stories or different things. I have leaderology, uh, which is kind of an, another reflection piece on leadership that I've learned. So you guys can absolutely go and follow me. It's it's no representation of the military, the government. This is all my own <laughs> stupidity that I just write for, for a hobby. But that's awesome. So leaderistic.wordpress.com. And yeah, I, I appreciate everything you guys do and, and the whole audience, the Stacking Benjamins Basement Group. That's been really fun to be a part of too. Well, and thanks for joining us. And thanks for joining us today to share your story because you know how many people are going to learn from that. Like sharing, <laughs> I, I like sharing the things that I screwed up way better because we all do it and it makes it so fun to live and just hear, yeah. Yeah, TJ's one upped, <laughs> one up to everybody. We'll it's link been to really fun when I told my neighbors, and and of course they are, they all laughed, right? Yeah. And my one neighbor, I love him to death. I, I really miss my neighbors, but he was like, "Bro, you know how gas lines are supposed to be a certain depth in the ground? Mine ain't because uh, remember the fire truck? Yeah, we might have broken that uh, gas line." So he's like, I feel you on the whole blow at the house. So we oh. all have our own stories to relive and share with each other. So everybody's hiding theirs. Well, thanks for sharing yours. And by the way, thanks for, for your service also, man. We appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Well, thanks for having me on. And thanks, Stackers. I hope you guys have a great day. I'm Andy Dwyer. And when I'm not pulling suckers off my tomato plants in my garden, I'm stacking Benjamins. Thanks again to TJ for his service. And, uh, and that great placement of the Stacking Benjamins logo over all the urinals so all the airmen get to, get to see some required reading. I mean, I mean, what else are you going to read except uh, TJ's newsletter when you're, uh, when you're taking care of business? I How long are you peeing? <laughs> How much reading are you getting done? Well, the good news is, Doug, if you got to go a few times a day, like you can just pick up where you left off. And you yeah. have prostate problems like you get at your age? <laughs> Easy. Okay. Like I said, we do the jokes tomorrow. Did I, did Today we'll just much? enjoy. Yes. Uh, and we thought we were going to burn the house down with my birthday candles. TJ's fire story, I think, is... Guys ever burn up your septic system? No. Well, not that way. <laughs> Probably not. So many people to thank. Thanks to TJ. Thanks to Maggie. Thanks to Gary, Sarah, Peter. We will link to everybody's stuff in the 201 tomorrow and in our show notes page. We'll have a great issue of the 201 on creativity. And we've talked to so many great creative people. One of my favorite interviews, by the way, in the last six months, we just did what? A few weeks ago with Daniel Lamar from Cirque du Soleil. And that book, Balancing Acts, is just amazing if you're looking for more creativity. So on that note, uh, just a couple more things. We're headed out on tour starting March 1st, man. It's right around the corner, just a couple weeks away. Stackybenjamins.com slash stack gives you all the places and you can find out exactly where we'll be at a city near you. Stackingbenjamins.com slash stacked. And you can sign up there. So we know that you're coming and we can make sure we have enough seats. We have enough books available that we're, uh, we're ready to roll. A second is if you are like a lot of people, 
here just looking for your financial compass, wondering how to do better and think bigger about your goals in 2022 and beyond. OG and his team are taking clients. So head to stackybenjamins.com slash OG. That's the link to their team's calendar and the first step in you thinking bigger about where you're headed with your money. And you know, we talked a lot about values today with your values. All right, guys, Doug, what should we have learned today? Well, Joe, first, you don't have to have a fancy party or cake to show someone love. It's funnier if you just ignore them. Second, you too can do something great. Our stackers are fantastic people doing extraordinary things every day. Reach out in our Facebook group and tell us about it on Mom's Weekly Show and Tell. Who knows? Maybe we'll profile you next on the show. But the big lesson... Home improvement is like blowing out Joe's birthday candles. You need to make sure there's a fire extinguisher nearby. Thanks to Sean for joining us today to talk all things taxes. Thanks also to Maggie for giving us her take on national parks. Thanks to Gary, Sarah, and Peter for joining Joe in the basement. You can find their podcast, Fat and Broke, wherever you're listening to us right now. And thanks to TJ for joining Joe in the basement to discuss his home improvement. Hey, maybe we could get TJ to help us spruce up the basement. Oh, wait, maybe we better not. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2022, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. The show is written by the brilliant Paulette Perhatch with help from Joe, me, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. After you listen to our show, check out the 201 Deep Dives written by our website manager and blog editor, Brooke Miller. You'll find the 411 on all things money at the 201. Just go to stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude is our social media coordinator and the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So, say hello when you see us posting online. Here's a weird fact. Both she and Tina Eichenberg are never in the same room at the same time. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. Not only should you not take advice from these dorks, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor.
So, you know, the whole Peloton thing, right? Just stock went up a whole bunch, then down a whole bunch and, you know, mismanagement and over, over promise, under deliver too many machines, you know, they can't solve the, the supply demand issue. And so the CEO is quitting. He's whatever being forced out. He's resigning. He's doing something, whatever he's doing, but he's like doing this whole like song and dance about how like "Ah, I screwed this up and whatever. And I take responsibility and like, then the chats start flooding the conference line of like, hey, I'm I'm a Peloton employee. Did, did your Slack stop working? <laughs> they were like literally canning people while he was delivering the speech. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I thought that I what how I don't understand what's happening. Like, how come I how come I does everybody else's internet stop working? It's like, no, you work from home, so if your Slack stopped working or if your corporate email stopped working. But I was reading an article about that. That's the way to do it now. Because of the fact that people are working from home, you have to disable their systems before you tell them that, mm-hmm. that they're gone. Oh, Otherwise, you know, you run the risk of retribution, like downloading oh, files and all that sort of oh, nonsense. Yeah. Gone are the, here's the box and Bill will help you pack your stuff. I've been on the backside of that. It is frenetic to say the least from the it perspective coordinating all of that it is i can imagine it's a giant giant hassle and very stressful yeah yeah because in the old days you would just be like hey bill can you come with me and then bill would go into the office and while while he was getting the bad news somebody's at his desk packing up his yeah unplugging his computer and then give him a box and go here why don't you grab your personal stuff and i'll walk you out you know what i mean yeah not anymore they stand next to you while you're cleaning out your desk. Yeah. To do the walk of shame. Which, you know, is, which is also like BS, by the way. Yes, right. Like you could trust me so much. Now you can't trust me at all. I was good to manage $700 billion projects eight minutes ago, but apparently now I can't be trusted with the company stapler. <laughs> yeah, but I actually have a story of a time when I had to let somebody go and he was a data center employee and he took it really badly. And I've had I've had a few that didn't go well, but usually it's a tears or it's shock. But the worst one was... Um, Such a corporate assassin, aren't you? <laughs> they, actually, call it, they call in the Doug. They're like, I, hey, you know, like like the Marlins call in the closer. That's right. They're like, like bring the lefty out. They're like, call in the Doug. Enter the Sandman starts playing behind me as I'm walking in. <laughs> but, which is horrible somebody's losing their damn job and we're we're joking about the, the we're laughing man. about it but it is yeah yeah but i had a guy who had such an anxiety attack that he threw up in the trash can uh, in the room we were in oh. and then he ended up you know we had to call an ambulance actually oh, no. and that was not good yeah you but, feel great about that don't you Oh, so I, I'm sorry. I, I'm already off of the first story I was going to tell about my data center employee. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But on that day, when about the guy that I laid off who had the anxiety attack and we had to call an ambulance, that morning, I walked into the office, and I'm not kidding about this. This is dead serious foreshadowing. As I'm walking in the building, there's a guy that they're wheeling out on a stretcher with the sheet pulled up over his head. What? The guy had di- Yeah. You, you a killed guy a had- guy at work <laughs> by <Stop>. firing him? <laughs> what no, this the was heck, just me man. walking into the building at like Dude. at like 8:45 in the morning and there's a guy I, like a 
my brain and my eyes couldn't like reconcile themselves. I couldn't figure out what was happening. They're pulling him out with some... a sheet over his head with Enter Sandman playing again. Back to Enter <laughs> the, the CEO's like, oh, I did that wrong. Bring in the Doug. We can't have another one die. That's how the day started for me. And then that's I knew how the that day, day started. That's how the day started. That's like me walking into the building in the morning. There was some large conference happening that our company was putting on in this huge auditorium we had and somebody died in the auditorium you know but like early in the morning and then uh i knew i had like 12 or 13 people i had to lay off that day and one of those was this anxiety attack the one dude didn't about. show and you couldn't remember oh my god it was him well no, that made that. it easier <laughs> Thank goodness Lou died before I had to let go. <laughs> How did okay. your day go, honey? Good Listen, news. I was keeping I this completely Holy. respectable and moral, <laughs> and you guys are dodged the ones. a bullet on that one. God, you have no Good scruples. news, I didn't have to lay off Lou, because luckily he died. He was, he, was, he was handling the popcorn machine at the conference and <laughs> got a little too close to the grease, if you know what I mean. Are you two done? I don't think so. I doubt it. <laughs> Not remotely. I have less blood in me today than usual. So, <sighs> Okay, but back to the original story I started with where, where we were talking about, do you really have to watch the person pack up their stuff? Well, I was in the the HR person's office laying off this data center employee. And is this before or after the vomit? This is before the death and the vomiting. Got this it. is like a couple of years before that. This is at the early stages of This is my, when you're honing your craft. My, <laughs> when, I, when I was first learning to pull on the black hood and hold the sickle. <laughs> you were practicing. This is before you got really it's good. Got a point left. <laughs> point the sickle left. Yeah. And uh, this guy completely snapped. He was a huge dude. He was like a semi-pro football player. As soon as he heard it, he dropped all kinds of swear words and got really ticked off for a split second, like looked like he was going to try to flip over the desk, the HR person's desk, and then ran out, went straight to the data center and locked himself in the data center. It was terrifying from a corporate standpoint because he had total access to every system, all the hardware, all the passwords, and and it took us probably 45 minutes to get him out of there. This was a small co- small company, so it, you know, it wasn't like a, I had all these stop wait, gaps, is it, but, wait, wait, is that like a call the police moment then? Yeah, we did actually had to call the police. And there was another guy that was a pretty senior guy who I didn't know, but they were they were decent friends. And he was like talking this guy off the ledge through the door. He's like having to yell through a fireproof door, trying to you know calm this guy down. I learned a lot. But in any case, about two weeks later, for two weeks after that, my trash is mysteriously dumped over in the street and strewn all over my lawn. That was scary because this was a big dude and he clearly had a temper. And uh, I, you know, in my mind, I connected the two. Like, mm, it's never happened before. And it hasn't happened and since. That's, and that's why Neighbor Doug has a fake social media profile. And that's right. That's why nobody knows who I am. It's so difficult to figure out who I am. But that also, I mean, you know, not to get all serious, but we talked to the divorce attorneys on Monday about uh, good people at their at their worst. You know, divorce is good people at their worst. I think you're right. And this was a good guy. I never saw this coming. And I think where you're going with this, Joe, is sometimes these really high pressure, high anxiety situations bring out the worst in people. I got fired from one job and well, I got fired from two jobs. I forgot about the other one. That's all. Yeah. But the one that mattered, the other one, I was 16 and I spilled grease all over the tasty freeze and they made me quit before I burned the place down. But 
<laughs> the fire marshal <laughs> made you quit. It's a whole, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, the manager comes back, sees grease all over the floor from the fry vat, and says, "You're fired right now. Walk, Mike. Well, I could nope. Walk. You're done." So uh, that's that's what my tasty freeze career went bad. <laughs> but in hindsight, being fired was a great thing. It was a great wake up call and a good lesson about the world. But at the time, man, it was just devastating. Like that was oh, yeah. oh it was just. Yeah, it's an emotional wreck. This is a way better topic when we're laughing and making fun of it. I know. Why did you right? have to get it all serious? Yeah. I'd like to well, bring the room down a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Right? I'm sorry. Okay, on that news. Fine. On, on that note, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Hey. <laughs> we'll be back Friday. Here's hoping your job still is there and nobody right. dies. Everybody gets psyched to put your nose to the grindstone. It's worth it. We did totally- you see... Okay, well, one more thing. Did you see, though, on the Peloton call? Like, talk about Peloton messing stuff up. So the new CEO has the all-hands call. Did you see that news? And somebody accidentally invited a bunch of those people that they had just let go. I did. That's awesome. And and so the chat fills up very quickly with stuff that they had to, shockingly, end the Peloton call early. And somebody asked them, like, "Did did you invite former employees to your all-hands call? And the guy... I don't remember if he said no comment, but there was clearly He's like, like and a, muted and okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but is that a, no, I, but. he's furiously changing his name to reconnecting <laughs> dot, dot, dot <laughs> and, and video. <laughs> well, Doug's sweeping up in the corner. Oh, geez. Already at nap time. And I'm here talking to you because you're still here hanging out with us about a way to finally take control of your finances. And that's Navy Federal Credit Union. You can get a low intro APR on their platinum credit card. It's their lowest rate card and a great tool to pay less interest while you're paying down your debt. Navy Federal even has multiple savings and investing options to help you get closer to your financial goals. They offer digital tools and educational resources to help guide your decisions. With Navy Federal, you can automate your saving. We talk about all the time, guys, how automation is the key to winning, not discipline, where you can automate everything. You're saving, you're investing to put your money to work for you even as you sleep. Plus, you can buy fractional shares. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Message and data rates may apply. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. 
visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.